Hi, and welcome to Freelance to Founder Shorts. I'm Preston Lee. I am Clay Mosley, and you've probably heard our in-depth coaching calls with everyday freelancers who want to scale their business. Now, we're helping even more freelancers each week with Freelance to Founder Shorts, five to 10-minute episodes focused on answering one question from a listener like you. To get your question answered, visit freelancetofounder.com slash ask. And now let's dive into today's question. All right, today's question comes from, we were just saying before we hit record, we're not sure how to say your last name, Robert, so we apologize, but Robert Garay. Uh, but Robert Robert shared this question in our Milo Mastermind group. It's a free Facebook group, and um, it has like 11,000 freelancers in it, and uh, we just love bouncing questions back and forth with each other and learning from one another. But, but Robert asks, can you share your path on how you started freelancing and what you focused on at the start to build up your skills and confidence? And I actually have a special guest joining me today. Normally, Clay's here with me, but today I have Adam. I'll introduce you to Adam after we get back from this quick commercial break, and we will also work together to answer Robert's question as best we can. Hang on just one second. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant, or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. All right, welcome back to another Freelance to Founder short. Um, I, as I mentioned before the commercial break, I'm here with my friend Adam. Uh, hey, Adam, how you doing? Hey, Preston. I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. So Adam, for listeners, Adam is the manager of the Milo blog. If you don't know much about us, we are Milo. We we host this podcast, but we also have, boy, lots of other stuff, a blog, a YouTube channel, a newsletter, 
um, this, this mastermind group on Facebook we've been talking about. And really our goal is just to help freelancers. And Adam plays a huge role in, in helping inform and educate and teach all of us as freelancers how to grow our business. And he does that through managing the blog. So he does a ton of behind the scenes work and just really grateful for all the work that Adam does. But that's that's Adam. And, and Adam, you also um, run your own business. You're, you're also a freelancer or a business owner. Tell us a little bit about your business really quickly. Sure, yeah. Thanks, Preston. Um, so my business is Adam Wright Design. Um, and essentially, I do website and graphic design. So uh, like you said, been doing freelancing, transition to business owning, right? It kind of the, eventually mm-hmm. becomes that way uh, for about 10 years now. So um, yeah. It's a long time. A lot, a lot of experience. And that's why I wanted to have Adam on the show today. Um, to join us in Clay's absence. I, I think it'll be really great to share some of your experience with the listeners in this short. We'll have you on next week and maybe for a few weeks, we'll have you on uh, to fill in for Clay. So let's get back to Robert's question. He says, can you share your path on how you started freelancing and what you focused on at the start to build up your skills and confidence? So so maybe like short version, uh, why don't you, Adam, tell us how you got started in freelancing and then I'll share a little bit, little bit of my story and then we can really focus on like this skills and confidence question. Yeah. Um, so for me, I actually went to college and studied graphic design. So that's where my background is in. And so mm-hmm. um, early on, I just dabbled in doing little side freelance gigs, you know, in the design realm. So um, it really just started getting one client, right? And then it's always that one client that gives you that taste of getting mm. started. And then it kind of eventually, mm. uh, builds on itself. So, um, I was lucky enough to kind of get, get a local client. I lived in LA at the time. Um, and that was an ongoing monthly contract with them doing design work. And then I also did some, you know, random side jobs on the side. Uh, you know, I'm a big motorsports fan. And so I was doing, um, what they call hero cards. Essentially they're like autograph cards, right. For drivers to hand out to their fans. Mm, they, yeah. they sign. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a super fun kind of design, uh, projects that I explored early on and was doing some, you know, for different drivers across the country. So, um, that's really how I, the early, early stages of how I got started. That's cool. And so were you doing that like while you were in school, uh, still, or, or I guess like at what point did you transition from school to work? Did you get a full-time job designing and, and freelancing on the side or did you just jump in after school full-time freelancing? Pretty much just jumped right in right after school. Um, of course during school, I probably did a couple little jobs on the side, mm-hmm. um, but yeah you know, schoolwork was a full, yeah. <laughs> was full time load. It's yeah. hard to do much outside of school. So, yeah, well, that's really cool. You know, a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with this. I think there's advantages to both, but a lot of people will get, you know, get a job for a few years, do the thing on the side, um, and then eventually build it up to a point where they can go. But I love that you were able to just like jump in with both feet basically after school and, and make it happen. Um, yeah. my story is completely opposite of yours. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I started freelancing. I, I remember doing, I think my first official like client work I did in high school or what some people around the world call secondary school. Um, where, so this was like before 
before college, someone I, I worked on like yearbook staff and someone asked the yearbook teacher to like find a student who could design a logo. And it was terrible. Like it was so bad. I don't even remember what it looked like. I just remember like knowing that it was bad. And, and, um, and so that was like my first foray into freelancing. I probably got paid like a hundred bucks or something, which, you know, when you're in high school is a decent amount of money. And, uh, and, and then I didn't really freelance for a while. I, um, I, left the country for a couple of years, um, on a mission for my church. And then I came back, went to college during college. I started like blogging and doing a few freelance things on the side. Very, very few. Um, but I started blogging about my freelance experience as that experience grew. And like, I started like just blogging about what I was learning about freelancing and all of that. And, um, and that led me to then the last couple years of university. I, I paid for, um, my schooling and my wife's schooling, we got married the last year of school, uh, paid for that schooling with just my freelancing, which at the time, like felt like a huge win. Right. Um, that is huge. Yeah. And so, so then, so by then I was, I was full into freelancing. I did that for a little while and then we had our son come along and it was like, okay, freelancing's like doing okay, but, but I, like, I have to, you know, help another human survive now. So I got a job. I continued to do the side hustle thing, blogging and freelancing. Um, long story short, like seven years or eight years or something down the road, finally I got laid off from a job and was like, okay, it's just time. And I went full time. In the meantime, I met you. I met a lot of members of our team. <laughs> we we built this blog yeah. and this podcast and all, all these things, um, for freelancers. And, and I learned a ton about freelancing for myself, but I brought people like you on who have also freelanced. And so it's just kind of been this whirlwind experience of, of, um, of growing, growing a business in sort of a non-traditional way on the side until I finally took it full time. But you know, I, what I love about our stories is he says like, how do you get started? And really it is about finding that first client and learning, mm-hmm. learning what it's like to to get a client, what it takes to get a client, what it takes to, to satisfy a client. Um, I guess what, what advice would you have for Robert Adam? Like if he were saying, okay, I, I understand I have to find my first few clients, but where do I find them? What, what would, what would you tell him? Um, you know, so the funny thing is when I, when I got into freelancing, I was actually looking for full-time position, hmm. which doesn't make me sound great that I did couldn't get a job. I couldn't find a job, but, um, it was just, went, it was just meant to be. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and so, um, I landed that first client, right. That it was an ongoing contract, which, um, was huge for me as a first client. And so for me, I was scouring the internet, you know, indeed, um, I was looking at, you know, and this was 10 years ago, but, um, several job boards online and obviously yeah. those kind of marketplaces have grown so much more in the past 10 years. So mm-hmm. there's plenty more out there, um, online to help you find that. But I, I was pretty much putting my resume out there anywhere possible that could apply to me, you know, that I was interested in. So I wasn't limiting myself in any sense. I was, you know, send, spreading that application out as much as I can anywhere and everywhere. I love that actually. So many, I've heard this story from a lot of freelancers who get started this way where it's like, they're kind of just open to work, any kind of work. And so they'll apply to a full-time job. And then in talking in interviews, it's like, well, actually what you need is a freelancer. And 
I, I know freelancers who have, have built their career that way, actually in, intentionally seeking out full-time listings, but to get, you know, to book them as a client instead. And, you know, it's a lot, it's pretty easy to convince a client, like, look, I'll pay my own overhead at my own home office with my own computer <laughs> and uh, I'll still do the work and I'll do it at, at like half the cost of hiring because there's so much overhead and onboarding cost mm-hmm. and HR cost, like, there's just so much cost in hiring an, empl- an employee that doesn't actually relate to the work. You can usually do it for cheaper than they can hire someone. And uh, and that can be a great way to build a freelance business. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, he says, uh, Robert says, what did you focus on to build up your skills and your confidence? Do you have any any take on either of those? Like, was there something specific you did? To build up your skill set. I mean, you went to school for it, so maybe maybe that one doesn't apply as much. Yeah, um, but I think so much of that though is school does give you the foundational skills, right? So that mm-hmm. you understand the basics and what that is. But they don't. I mean, as soon as I got a freelancing job, you know, it wasn't. I never learned anything about managing that and and how to apply it in the real world in the sense right i had design skills but how do i then apply it to this job and so um for me i know it's probably not the best answer that robert might want to hear but just practice and experience you know i mean that to me the Mm -hmm. the more confident i got and the better i got was a result of doing more work yeah so I don't yeah, that's so true like you learn so much by doing I, I mean I messed up so many early client relationships and I hate to say that like you know off, off, there also wasn't as many resources out there as there are now about how to work with clients or it was harder mm-hmm. to find I had right. to you know heaven forbid go to the library and find a book and um right and and not to not to plug our own work, but like that is that is the major reason that Milo even exists, right? That's the whole reason the blog started. It was like initially we started to help just designers. We now help freelancers of any kind that want to come check us out. But like initially it was like you're a great designer, <laughs> you you're an artist, you know how to create beautiful things, but you have no clue how to pitch yourself, how to set your rates, how to manage contracts, how to manage how to send an invoice, how to negotiate with a client, how to work with a client and make them happy. Like there's all these other skills. And I think I love what you said. Like the experience not only helps your skills grow, but I think the experience will also boost your confidence to get to Robert's second, the second part of his question, right? Like as you are more, as you have more experience doing it, you'll, you'll just naturally have more confidence. And I think also one thing that might help your confidence, Robert is understanding that like, Probably to your clients, you are, you are very much an expert, right? If if a client comes to you and is like, now I don't know what you do, Robert, but if they come to you and they say, you know, I need a logo designed or I need a brochure designed or I need a website designed, they probably know very little about that process and, and mm-hmm. any of that. Um, and so, like, I think you can be more confident than you already are, even if you're just getting started because you're already, you know, a couple rungs on the ladder ahead of where your client is in, is in terms of knowledge and, and experience in your field. Exactly. I agree. And I think, you know, like I said, to go along with more experience early on, you would rarely catch me saying no to an opportunity. So mm. I think that even if you're initially like, 
I'll be honest, many times I got asked, can you do this? Or, you know, asked to hire to do something in particular that I had no idea, but I said yes, and then Googled it later <laughs> to figure it out. Yep, yep. One, because yeah, I wanted to work, sure. and two, because, I mean, it's just more experience. It's more I'm learning. It's more, you know, yeah, building up your skills. So, you know, within yeah, reason, of course, so you don't want to say yes to, like, <laughs> Oh, let's go build an app, and it's like, yeah, well, that's probably yeah, might be out of your realm. That's too far fetched. <laughs> For sure, I did that too, and it's a luxury you have early on, especially because you're just like hungry and you just like want to get any project you can in the door, build up a network of clients, get some referrals in, and uh, it's a it's a luxury you have to like spend extra time learning how to do something rather than just doing it. It's not great. It's not a great long term strategy, obviously, but like. Um, but it is a great way when you're getting started to just gain some skills and confidence. So, well, I, I mean, it sounds like we could talk about this for quite a while. We've gone over our usual time on these shorts, but Robert, we hope that's been helpful. Adam, thanks again for joining. Really, really appreciate you filling in today. And I think you've had some great insight. Take care. Of course. Appreciate it. See ya. Thanks for listening to this Freelance to Founder short. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player for more shorts and full-length coaching sessions each week. Freelance to Founder is a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app by visiting freelancetofounder.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell us why by leaving a review. Until next time, thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.